I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. This is another great episode of Dan on Top. Today, we're joined by the founder and principal of CRE Recruiting, Allison S. Weiss. Allison, how you doing? Dan, I'm so good. Thank you for having me today. Hey, it's my absolute pleasure. Really excited to have you on the show. This is going to be interesting, different, and a whole lot of fun. So, hey, Allison, before we get into the what of what it is you do, I want to know about the who. Tell our viewers, who is Allison Weiss? Absolutely. So I am an Army brat. I went to three elementary schools, two middle schools, and two high schools, which means that I never met a stranger. So recruiting is absolutely the calling for me. I connect people with career opportunities and help them grow their companies within um, the great industry of CRE. Awesome. Fantastic. So as someone who's helped tons of people transition into new opportunities in uh, commercial real estate for a number of years. What are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're doing their transitions? Absolutely. You know, I think um, one is not being thoughtful about the the strategic side of things and uncovering as many potential red flags as possible in the interview processes. So looking for Um, Not just is this the right fit for me right now, but is this a company that long term is going to align with my individual goals and values and really asking uh, hard hitting, thought provoking questions to really get at what are the most important things to you and do those things really exist? in this particular role with this particular platform? And is this gonna be something that, you know, is gonna be good for, you know, not just six months from now, but, you know, a year or five years from now? Okay, great, and what about on the other side of things? What are some of the biggest mistakes that the companies who are doing the recruiting make? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that I hear often from people is I'll know I'll know the right candidate when I see them. You know, mm-hmm. they, they make these gut reactions. And unfortunately, as human beings, we have a lot of inherent biases. And so if we're not really careful about focusing on the role and the responsibilities and we're just making, you know, these uh, sort of gut gut reactions and you know these first impressions and we're letting that dictate our hiring processes we might make some snap judgments and leave some people behind who could be great additions to their to our teams just because they might not go to the right school or they might not have exactly the skill set that we're looking for i think as much as we can focus on hiring for culture hiring for you know fit um, those are the things um, you know that I think can help companies to overcome if they are struggling to find a, a really niche skill set or a really niche experience. Let's focus instead on how does this person um, fit in to our existing team? How does this person take us to the next level and trying to hire more and more talented people as opposed to maybe you know the people who fit the business right now? Sure. Do you feel like it's yeah. been a bit of a talent war in the last few years in commercial real estate? Yeah, I definitely think it has been, you know, there, um, you know, depending on the market that you're in, it's it's better or worse. For instance, South Florida is a market that that, you know, over the last few years has definitely had more opportunities than people to fill those opportunities, which is great for wage growth and compensation growth in those markets. And I have seen a tremendous amount of movement in the last few years. There's also been a lot of consolidation, a lot of firms that have been acquired mm-hmm and merged with other firms. And sometimes, you know, that's a good thing. And, and sometimes that means that there's overlap and, and people are um, sort of dislodged from situations like that and need to seek new things. So definitely has been a competitive market the last few years. COVID was an interesting wrinkle in that um, sure. and sort of put, put some of the talent wars on hold for a minute. 
Um, but the good news is, is that, you know, since the beginning of the year, I've really seen the market to heat heating back up to sort of pre-COVID levels. Um, and that seems to continue into into Q2. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That's awesome. That's great to hear. So what can some of yeah. these companies do to retain top talent so that those transitions don't take place? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the challenges of the last 12 months for a lot of companies is working in this sort of fully remote or partially remote environment. Yeah. And there are a lot of companies that didn't necessarily keep the same level of engagement with their teams. And, and so, for example, if you're a broker who's working for a company and you've seen your business suffer due to COVID, like let's say you're a Main Street sort of retail broker mm -hmm. and you've seen you know, vacancies go up, you haven't seen a lot of new tenants out there on the market looking for space. And so your business has suffered at the same time as you're no longer seeing your um, managing director or your market leader, at the same time as you have maybe fewer resources because maybe a, a marketing person has been laid off or, or you've lost maybe some of the subscriptions or, or resources that you're used to accessing in the office. All of this sudden, you are paying an amount of money to the house that feels um, not equal with the the resources and, and the contribution and the engagement coming from that office. So I think for companies that really want to retain their talent, they should really focus as much as possible. If they do have issues, you know, for this particular retail broker in our example, you know, what are they doing to help this retail broker to overcome some of the headwinds of the market? What are what are they doing to help him to address some of the objections that he's experiencing over the phone? What are they doing to business plan with him and help him back into, you know, maybe some new strategies mm -hmm. and, and help him to really overcome um, the market that we're in. So all those things build loyalty, I think, as much as possible, the resources, the engagement. So those are the things that keep people happy. And I think trust is either built or destroyed in moments like this of adversity. Sure. So as much as you're engaging with your team, checking in on them, helping them to build strong business plans and troubleshoot you know, their, their pipelines, that's how you're going to win over hearts and minds for the long term. Absolutely. And I think something that you and I have talked about it's so simple, but it goes so long, such a long way is just to treat people right, right? You can't underestimate the value of just doing the right thing and treating people properly. Absolutely. I think loyalty is what, you know, makes makes a difference. And so if you if you aren't doing the right things by your team and someone like me picks up the phone and calls them about a new opportunity, they're more likely to listen. So you want to sure. do everything that you can to discourage this person from entertaining other opportunities. And it could be really small things. It could be, you know, sending a birthday card. It could be, you know, remembering their their kids' names or birthdays. Like really small touches, I think, go a long way with people, especially in the environment that we're in today. Absolutely. Well, let's go the other direction. Let's say somebody is considering a transition. What are the first steps that that individual should take? Absolutely. So what I would say is you want to take a look at your personal brand out into the marketplace. So take a look at your LinkedIn. How does that look? Are you engaging on LinkedIn? If you're not, I would start you know, positioning yourself as a thought leader in your space and adding Absolutely. content, adding value to conversations. Dan, that's something you're incredible at. So Thank you. take a look at Dan's profile, follow along, watch what he does and do some of that. But also be authentic, whatever, whatever your personal voice is, what your opinions are, share those things online, add value. I would also start to, you know, take a look at your business and, you know, start to reflect on the things that are working for you in your current environment 
but also the things that aren't working for you and the things that you're looking to leave behind. The worst case scenario would be to recreate the exact same situation in a new company. So you've got to really be introspective about what it is you want. And maybe not just today or tomorrow, but think about what you want ultimately your life to look like five, 10 years from now. If we can figure those things out, we can reverse engineer and understand what is the right environment, what are the best platforms that align with that, and then we can create a creative and um, competitive process around your search. So you have multiple opportunities, which again is just gonna get you a better um, better split, better compensation and better terms. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, just as a little side note, based on what you had mentioned, from your perspective, yeah. just how important is a strong LinkedIn presence for commercial real estate professionals? I think this is going to be the difference maker between people who survive uh, hard, hard, um, hard economies and, and recessions and things like this in our business. I think the folks that um, you know are on LinkedIn today and are leaders like you have many, many more opportunities to work on business during challenging times. And two, I think to maximize the the good times as well. Yeah, I think you know. It's, it's really important that you become that person who's thought of. Um, so for instance, if, if you're looking for, you know, triple net assistance on a national basis, you reach out to, you know, Dan, if you're looking for commercial real estate recruiting, you reach out to Allison. As much as you can position yourself as the go-to, I think LinkedIn is the platform to do that. It exposes you to people outside of your network. You know, the reach is tremendous. It's a free resource. Um, You can get a paid version, but I I just think it's um, table stakes at this point and moving into the future. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, for everybody watching this, I can tell you firsthand, I have gotten listings from my show. I've gotten listings from LinkedIn. I have listed property on LinkedIn and gotten buyers. If anybody is not leveraging social media, now is the time. And if anybody is watching this show and, and wants assistance with their property, please, by all means, reach out. I'm here to help. So I think that, that you hit the nail right on the head. It's something that can't be ignored. It's a free resource. It's so powerful. And you can win business that way in good times and in bad. So I definitely would agree with you there. So let's say, Allison, we've got an individual that's stuck, right? They feel like they're at a pl- plateau or they're stuck in their career. What kind of advice do you have for them? Yeah, I think the most important thing is to be really introspective and to examine all the things that you're doing today. So what are the business processes? How are you spending your time? And is that in alignment with revenue generating activities Mm. for you or your business? And oftentimes we get bogged down in the weeds and sometimes people, you know, unfortunately, you know, they might love social media platforms, but they're not using them effectively. They're sort of scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, you know, examining what you're doing today and how that ties into how you make money. And then looking at all the things that still need to happen in your business and figuring out if this is not my highest and best use of time, if this doesn't generate revenue, how can I move this off my plate? How can I delegate this to someone else? How maybe can I automate some of these processes? So I'm spending 80% of my time ideally on the things that actually make me money and actually move the needle in my business. Absolutely, that's great advice. And I, I take it even a step further when I'm talking to people. I agree with you completely. When, when someone's stuck or someone wants to reevaluate, I say, go ahead and make a list of your top 10 yes. activities that you're doing. And then in another column, put, put a value to that. What percentage, what's your ROI or, or, or number those in, in one to 10. You don't have to cut out the things that aren't 
giving you a benefit, but definitely take your time and allocate it to those activities that give you the highest ROI. You know, after all, ROI is that's the business that we're in. So I think that's really important. And then you hit another, you know, really great point there is that if something isn't your highest and best usage of time, find a way to outsource it. You'd be so surprised how far you can get by just delegating tasks to someone else so that you can spend your time on activities that are your highest and best use. So I love that. I, I really do. It's, 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 it's absolute truth there. So thanks for sharing that. So tell us a little bit more about how you specifically work with commercial real estate professionals and institutions. Absolutely. So I consider myself less of a recruiter and more of a matchmaker. I'm about conducting a really thorough needs analysis, understanding the business, um, not not just how the business operates, but how the business differentiates themselves from its competitors, what their core values are, you know, what their culture really is, not just the marketing buzzwords that have been, you know, put put out on social media, but who are they really behind the scenes? Mm-hmm. Uh, and finding the people that really align with that, but also will help take their business to the next level. I think, you know, hiring people who fit the next stage of your growth and and help to, you know, sort of facilitate that forward momentum and movement is really important. Um, and so attracting the best possible candidates that are in alignment with your vision, your mission, your values, that's what I do on a daily basis. And, you know, from a candidate perspective and from a client perspective, a lot of what I do is help lead them to clarity around those things. Sure. Um, sometimes you, they've spent so much time working in their business um, instead of on their business that they don't necessarily know what their value proposition is or what their market perception is. And those things have a huge impact on recruiting. So if we can come up with a comprehensive sort of plan, we can um, really, I think, change the next five, 10, you know, 15 years of their business with, you know, the right strategic hires today. Love it. Love it. Okay. Allison, let's mix it up a little bit. In your whole career, biggest learning lesson. Wow. Biggest learning lesson in my career. You know, I I think actually moving into commercial real estate, I've been a recruiter for the last 12 years. I Mm -hmm. started in insurance and financial services, and then I moved into the legal field. And I just happened to stumble into commercial real estate. Everything that I knew about commercial real estate at that point in time fit on a post-it note. I was not very knowledgeable whatsoever, but I was fascinated. You know, it's this industry that's sort of all around you, but also invisible. Yes. Um, I didn't have any sort of exposure to the business. And so for me, you know, the learning curve was the language. Yeah. Um, we have such nuanced vocabulary um, and, and sort of way of speaking and connecting with each other. Um, you know, that, that for me, you know, I think... For about six months, I think I was a sponge. I was absorbing and reading and listening to anything that I could get my hands on. Um, but it's been a tremendous experience. And, and part of the reason I'm still in commercial real estate today is, you know, how dynamic, how exciting, uh, how ever changing. I'm never going to be the smartest person in the room. I'm never going to know it all. And I'm just going to be growing and learning every single day, which is why I'm still here. Awesome. Great industry to grow and learn in. Well, yes. hey, Allison, this was awesome. Really appreciate you taking the time to join us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. You shared a lot of information, a lot of wisdom. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do so? Hey, LinkedIn, Allison S. Weiss. You can find me there. I spend my whole life on LinkedIn, and I'm happy to connect with anybody. There you go. Awesome. Well, hey, Allison, thank you again so much for being a great guest on our show. Thanks for the time, Dan. I really appreciate the opportunity. My pleasure. I'm Dan Lukowitz, your host. This has been another great episode of Dan on Top.